Great evening, everyone. It is your girl, Kaya Lady K, here at the virtual roundtable. Truly, it's a blessing to be back. I'm thankful for each and every person that has decided to jump on this evening. We have a great evening planned out for you. I have one of my line sisters from college on here, Miss Alice Ward. But before I introduce her, I'm going to go forth and I'm going to open us up in prayer today. God, we thank you and we praise your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for allowing us to assemble together once again, God, to get knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, God, and always have you in the midst. We praise you for each person that is here now, those that will come, and those that will watch it later on. God, let something be said tonight that will nourish their spirits and their soul. God, it will help them to grow to be the individual that you created them to be. God, stir up the gifts that are with in us, stir up the passions that are within us, God, so that we can fulfill your work that you have for us to do. And we'll be so careful to give you all of the honor, the praise, and the glory that's due unto your name. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Miss Lasagna, so good to see you on here in the summer. I see you caught us on here. You came on back. So we're just honored to be here at the round table this evening. And guys, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. It's under my name, Kaya Loud. I upload the virtual roundtable. I'm a few weeks behind, but there, there's enough content on there for you to catch up. And by the time you catch up, I have the rest of them uploaded. Um, we also, and I'll be putting that link in the chat box. Also, if you like one of the, the shirts that Mr. West have on, the Own Your Brokenness, I'm going to put that link in the chat box as well. It's under my link tree. We have them in red. We have them in black. And we have them in purple for the ladies. Uh, we got some more colors forthcoming. But I thank you for the support, each and every one of you that have gotten the shirt. And they have one. It's not just a shirt, but it's a message, you know. Uh, for us to help heal the, the world, heal our communities. And it, we can't heal everybody, but we can start with us, right? We can start with us. They can trickle over to our families, to the people that we're connected to, and we will be making a difference. So I, I'm thankful for, for that that God has given me. Remember, I was telling you all that we're looking for volunteers here at the virtual round table. Any way that you can help, I need help with flyers, with marketing, with getting speakers, all kinds of stuff. So if anything that you can do, I definitely would uh, greatly appreciate that. Also, in June, I'm just giving all the announcement because I know when I turn it over to Alice, she's going to be, as Lasagna, you say, she's going to be going like a steamboat. She's going to be wide open. So I'm going to go on and say all you that. Better I to get these right church, you better go and get these church announcements. And come on now, my God, today, you better feel that thing. Listen, <laughs> so I have uh, two financial literacy classes. I've been calling them scholarship, but they're financial literacy classes. I'm going to bless two people with them in June. I already have two individuals. And if you're interested in the runnings uh, to be selected, actually, then definitely reach out to me. And we'll see what this financial literacy um, class will do. It will help to open your mindset up to the different habits that you have, the spending habits, the different um, things about the, the way that we were shaped as an individual from our childhood, how our parents influenced the way that we're spending, um, how our community has influenced the way that we've been spending and the way that we budget, the way that we manage money, the mismanagement of money. So if that sounds intriguing to you and interesting, definitely reach out to me uh, for more information. 
And I think that's all that I have. Now, let me tell you about our speaker, Miss Alice Ward. When you see her, you're guaranteed to see one color hair, a different color lipstick. She's going to color block them. She's going to have the glasses to coordinate with some. Her earrings are going to do their own thing. Her clothes are going to have their own flavor to it. But you're going to definitely know it. She's going to stand out in the crowd. And, and for my church people, the first thing they're going to think of is where is this crazy woman coming from and going to? Then some of the other church people will probably be like, that ain't God. She ain't, she ain't, she from the devil, all kinds of stuff. It's like, you know, she's been influenced. But when she opens her mouth, you will understand that she is a child of God. She does what she do because it's an attention getter. Right. Uh, everybody likes things that are just, you know, unorthodox and unique. Unorthodox is definitely her name. So when you see her, what she sounds like is totally different from what she looks. But it does show her personality. Her personality is bubbly. It's, it's creative. It's all over the place. But it's a good thing. It's boxed in with boundaries. So and, and I, I hope I'm doing it right, uh, Alice. <laughs> but uh, this, this is Miss Alice. I'll send, I'll send you a check after this over. C come now, come on now, my God! I felt that right there. Hallelujah! Listen, I met Alice at Grambling State University 23 years ago. Her, myself, and even Summer Payne. We're all line sisters uh, of a music fraternity, Sigma Alpha Iota. It's a music fraternity for women. Um, and, and I can definitely say that she is the same person now that she was back then. Then you, there's very few people that you meet that you can say, well, wow, you're still the same. They hadn't changed. You know, she just got a little older in age. But other than that, everything is still, so she was still cracking jokes then. She, it was, everything was just still the same. Um, so it's a blessing. It's interesting to me how God will connect you with certain people in life. And it's way later on down the line when he reconnect you and he show you that I connected you with them years ago because there's a purpose. There was a plan that I had, but I had to do it here. So when I look at myself going to Gramlin, it was a big networking thing. Even with my line sister Summer, we've connected, you know, on her platform and where she's connected on, on this one. It, it was for such a time as this. So I'm just thankful for that part of my journey. Let me read this small bio. I think I've given enough, but uh, I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, you, ain't got, you, ain't gotta go, you ain't gotta go through all that. That kind of skip the that, they, The people might want to know who you are. You, you don't want to. You don't gave them enough. You don't gave them enough. Miss <laughs> Alice, I have given let you enough. So, what you say, Summer? I said, let her tell them who you are, Alice. Uh, your sister spoke. So listen, Miss Alice Ward is from. Texas, from Texas, Texas. She's from Texas. She's a licensed professional counselor and supervisor, LPSC. I'm sorry, LPCS. She holds a bachelor's degree in political science from Gramlin State University. She furthered her education by earning a master's of art in counseling from Dallas Baptist University. She's currently in private practice. She has her own business. Transformation begins within PLLC. Her vision statement is to be a conduit of transformation, healing, wholeness, and wellness. She has previous experience 
working at various community health agencies, servicing, serving foster care teens, college students, adults, young adults, and at-risk youth and family. Her passion and area of expertise lies in relational issues, social skills, mental health, and all that it encompasses. As an LPCS, she also has the pleasure and challenge of assisting future counseling professionals with learning necessary skills, guidelines, and education to become a competent, efficient, and effective therapist. She serves clients weekly, assisting them on their journey to transformation. Her clinical focus and experience is in the field of mental health. She has over 10 years of comprehensive and clinical experience. Today, Ms. Alice's topic is the 2163 90-day rule. And if you've never heard her speak before, you're definitely in for a treat. Without further ado, Ms. Alice Ward, the floor is yours. Well, good evening. Good afternoon, fam. Kaya has already told you what our topic is going to be. And so when she can tell you our topic, she told you the title of it. So we're talking about the 2163 90-day rule. What do y'all think this conversation is about to be about? And I got a funny story to tell y'all after this, but what do y'all think we're going to talk about today? <laughs> 236390. We know that's not no measurement of anybody's waist, right? Amen. Tell the Lord thank you. But what do y'all think? <laughs> what do y'all think we're going to be talking about tonight? So we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about no brick houses. You know, right? What y'all think we're gonna talk about? I know what the topic is now. I won't say I let you say it, but when when I first saw it, all I could think of was I read Steve Harvey's book and he was talking about the 90 day rule. So I had to call Alex, y'all. And I was like, um, what are we talking about, Alice? Can you explain this to me? Because you know, his 90-day rule goes off somewhere else. But go on, Miss Alice. <laughs> Listen, so she was concerned about y'all nice church folks just trying to live a godly life. She wanted to make sure I wanted her going to taint y'all souls and y'all spirits with this conversation tonight. So just like a good church mother should, she put in a call over the weekend. I just need to make sure, daughter, what you're going to talk about on today for the people. So I had to let her know <laughs> what we was going to talk about. So I got her approval. So we're going to go on and go forth. But the 23, I mean, the 21, 90-day rule, we're going to talk about habits. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, right? So let's get into, into our discussion. First off, I want to put this quote up here. Change is scary, but so is staying the same. What does that mean to you? Change is scary, but so is staying the same. Change is scary. Um, you know, I talked to somebody today, one of my one of my clients today about the grief of change, you know, how you have to grieve through your changes that you go through. So it's hard to make changes because it's such a drastic life, you know, thing that you have to go through. But sometimes it's the fear of change that makes you stay where you are, even if you're unhappy, even if you know that this is not where God wants you to be, you stay in that same place because you're scared of change. That's good. Thank you for that, sis. Change is scary, but also staying the same is too. And, and, and so I actually was listening to, I think, a podcast a couple of days ago. And one of the things I heard on there, the guy, he had mentioned, he said, you know what, you need to invite change into your life. And that really stood out to me, right? Because oftentimes we change because we have to, right, at times. But when you invite change, that means that you welcome change 
into your life, right? And we know that the life is ever changing, you know, right? But when you think about when you welcome change into your life, what does that actually look like? But either way it go, people say change is, is scary, but if you don't change, it's just as scary. Matter of fact, I think it's actually even worse, right? You know, for yourself. And so I just want to kind of just throw that out there as we, as we have our discussion tonight. And so this 20, 2163 90-day rule. So most of you have probably heard it takes 21 days to break a cycle. But what happens after you break it? What, what happens then? When you break something, then what? Right. And so that's what we're going to kind of, you know, you know, get into. And so part of that is the 21 days. It's just to break down a core habit that you have, but you also need to replace it. If you don't replace it, you're going to fall back into that habit. You just spent 21 days, you know, and breaking. So this is what normally happens. Persons after the day one and day two, we spot on. We got this adrenaline rush. Oh, I can do this. I can handle this. Listen, I, I'm going to eat fruits. I'm going to eat vegetables. I'm going to exercise for 45, you know, minutes. I'm going to have some baked fish, all of it. Like we own it day one and day two, right? Day Monday and Tuesday, you can't tell us nothing. But on that Wednesday, though, holla at you. What normally happens, because that's when the motivation starts to decline. That's when the, the reality kicks in. And so that rush normally leaves between day three and day five. And most people really don't make it through the whole week. But if you can remember that when we're, what we're talking about when it comes to changing um, habits or adapting more healthier habits for your life, if you can get normal through day five, you're going to most likely succeed in getting to 21 days, right? And so ideally, you have to be intentional about changing. And so 21 days can seem like a lot. So I just suggest you break it down into seven days, right? So we can go do math, right? We know seven times three is 21. So there you have it, three weeks, right? And so do so start with day seven. So like say for seven days, I'm gonna do this, then go to day 14, then go to day 21. And then remember, keep reminding yourself that while you're breaking things down, you are learning new things along the way, right? So like, why are you breaking this down, right? And so this, that's where the 21 comes in, okay? What does the 63 come in? And then we'll talk more about it. It takes 63 days for it to turn into a more lifelong habit. So after you break it down, it takes 40, at least 42 days for that to become a behavior that you continue on after the 21 days. So that's where the 63 comes in. So you have basically three cycles of 21 days for it to become a lifelong habit. For it to be a lifestyle change, it takes 90 days. And when I'm using these numbers, I mean consecutively. I don't mean you do one day today, then you wait three days and do another day, and you wait four days and you do about four or five days. So I don't mean it adds up to 21 days. I mean, you literally go 21 days with doing something and then you go another 63 days and 90 days. Now, most people freak out because it seems like 90 days is a long time, right? But if you think about it from a job standpoint, most jobs, it may be a little different now, but I remember when I first started working, they gave you a 90-day probation period. Why do you think jobs give you a 90-day probation period? Why, why do y'all think that is? I think so you can get used to it, uh, get used to the atmosphere and environment. It's a new thing. Um, so you can, you know, kind of just get in your comfort place, um, you know, learn everything, you know, just, just a lot of different things. And then basically... Make up in your mind if you want to be there. They figure after 90 days, you know, you you know whether you like it or not. You know, you'll see the good and the bad. Three months is a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. 
I was thinking maybe at that point you kind of uh the person shows you who they really are. Yeah. Um, their true colors start to show after 90 days. Um, the first part is maybe like um like the show 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind, you know. And the and the honeymoon, it it, it wears off. So maybe uh, maybe that's a, that's a, that's an I, angle to look at. Yeah, like both of those responses for sure. Because like both Weston and Kaya said at the end of the day, with people as people we only can keep up a persona for so long. It's only so much that you're gonna, you're like, you know what, this is too much, right? You're like, I got to go back to the way I, way I was, you know, what I was actually doing. And so normally that first few weeks, the first couple of weeks, you might be coming to work on time, doing your assigned task, but then you start paying attention to other employees. You start seeing what they're doing. And so what you start doing, you might try to start adopting some of their behaviors and so you say oh, okay well they coming in late or they taking an extended lunch and so you start incorporating some of those things into your own life only to find out baby they done been there for 40 years so guess what they ain't going over right you've been here for four days and so you need to keep all that in mind right when, when you're doing you know certain things and, and, and you know when considering that right and this even in our life right like kaya was saying 90 days is a good amount of time to see, in a sense, to begin to see what a person is going to be about. You know, you can, you can start getting an idea at the 90 day mark. So that's where the 216390 comes in, right? 21 days to break it down, 63 to make it a lifelong habit, 90 days to make a lifestyle change. And so I don't know about you all, but I, and listen to me, I'm talking to myself too because I was really challenged. When I was, um, you know, you know, studying this and putting this, you know, together, I was like, Alice, you need to start doing things different, you know, for your own self, you know, right? And so that tells me, hey, I need to start changing some things, you know, too, because I'm about lifestyle change. I, because lifestyle changes are more permanent, you know, right? I, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to change, you know, for the moment. Like I'm trying to change for life, you know, right? And so we want to start incorporating some of these things in our life too. So why do we keep making the same mistakes? So here go some things up here. Why do y'all think, I don't think I have the, the that, that response up here. Why do y'all think either you or people, why do we keep making the same mistakes? Why do you keep going around that same thing? Why do you keep going back to that same relationship? Why do you keep doing what you do? People are scared of the unfamiliar. Mm, okay. They can't really see what's in front of you. That's good. Atmosphere pressure. Listen, all I could think about was that song Pressure by uh, Lennox, baby. That's my jam right now, but I can't sing it on here for y'all nice people, but listen, that's my jam. Listen, apply pressure. Okay, but <laughs> why else? Thank you for that, Kai. Why do, why do we keep making the same mistakes? Go ahead, Lasagna. Um, and I would say, um, when you ignore signs and oh, then you good. think it's just going to be different this time for whatever reasons, you can come up with a thousand reasons, but you see the signs, but for some reason, just think it's, you know, this time it's going to be different. That's so ignoring signs. That's good. And some are saying being comfortable, you know, right. And, and so on here, you'll see, why do we keep making the same, some of the same mistakes is we don't pay attention to the mistakes that we make. Like you were just saying, Sonia, right? The signs that are there. We're unaware of causes and triggers, 
right? That's actually my topic of conversation today for my clients, most of them. That's what we talked about, right? It's triggers, right? And so I know this is not a counseling session, but I just give y'all this for free just because I y'all my people, right? So a trigger is a person, place, thing, idea, right? And, and, I, and so when I say thing, a thing can be an image, a thing can be a thought, right? A thing can be a memory. And so part of that is keeping that in mind, right? But when it comes to triggers, tr what makes it a trigger is it's a past painful experience happening in a present moment. And that becomes important for us to recognize for ourselves. This is so, which means it's something that already happened that's reoccurring currently that you need to pay attention to that you might ignore or, or suppress or didn't think about, you know, right? And so sometimes we're unaware of what we're doing and, and why we're doing it. Um, it's less effort to repeat bad habits. So it's just easier for me just to keep doing the same thing over again instead of learning from it, you know, right, and doing something different. Another one is we're just not willing to change. Some people keep doing what they do because they like what they do. They just want something different, right? And we often know that people say that that's a, you know, the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing and hoping for different results. It ain't happening. I just don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. You know, otherwise that's just like, I guess, trying to get to Abilene, Texas, you know, from here where I live, you have to go to, on, you have to get on 20, I-20 to get there. If you get on I-30, I don't care how long you drive on I-30, you're not gonna ever get to Abilene. So at some point you have to recognize the road you want is not leading you to where you want to get to, you know, right? Or, but you can just keep driving and waste your gas if you want to, that's your option too. If your habits are hurting others, I want to put this out there, and that means you included, because sometimes we forget we're included in the you. If your habits are hurting you or other people, then that means you need to change it. That's how you know, because some people say, well, how do I know if I need to change my habit? If it's affecting your way of life, if it's affecting your quality of life, if it's affecting your relationships, your interactions with relationships, then that may mean, hey, you know what it's time for? It's time for a habit change. So I had this quote here. It says this. Bad habits are like chains. They are too light to feel until they're too heavy to carry. What stands out to you about, that, that quote is by Warren Buffett, by the way. What stands out to you? Bad habits are like chains that are too light to feel until they're too heavy to carry. And, and so for me, uh, part of what I just thought about is, and so part of when I think about bad habits and chains going together, I think about bondage. Right. And so when I think anything, I think about change, I think it, it restricts your ability to freely move and do the things that, that you want to do. And sometimes your habits can be so light that you don't realize them until they get too heavy for you to carry. And so as you can see on the picture, right, it's kind of like a ball and chain, you know, on his ankle. So I want to just to throw that out there, too, for you to consider and think about. You probably heard this uh, statement before. Old habits die hard. Why do y'all think old habits die hard? because we don't want them dead. That's why they die hard, right? So you're, you're trying to keep them alive, right? And so at the end of the day, you keep feeding an old habit. As long as you keep feeding anything, it ain't gonna go nowhere. That's like with stray animals. If you start feeding a cat, he ain't gonna ever leave. If you start feeding a dog, listen, if you start feeding a person, now I'm just cutting up, they not gonna leave either. <laughs> you know, they keep coming back and coming back. Listen, that was one time, I, I wasn't gonna feed you forever. You know, right, but that's kind of part of it because we understand whatever you feed grows. And so we got to keep that in mind when it comes to our habits. If you're feeding it, it's going to grow. And, and for the most part, in order to do something different, you have to start starving 
old habits. And so if you think about it, starving, you know, what that actually look like? And do I really want to starve something? Because let me tell you something. Most of us have a very dysfunctional relationship with habits. And so since we have a relationship with it, we don't want to break up with it. Because breaking up with it may mean I got to show up different. Breaking up with it. And so what I mean by that is thinking about this. When were you introduced to habits? Who introduced you to habits? How does habits show up in your life? How, how, do, how do habits, how do you and habits get along, you know, right, you know, with each other? And so old habits are hard to break, but they're not impossible. A lot of times people say, well, I can't change. I done been this way for 30 years. Okay. But it's not impossible. You can, but anything that's been done for 30 years, it may take, you know, some time to do. And some people say, well, old habits are just, you know, hard to forget, but it's not impossible. So when it comes to habit changing, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you won't do it. And that's a big difference, right? Us as people, all of us can do something different. Did you know this? Bad habits change the way your brain reacts. So not only does it affect your life, it affects your brain chemistry. How do y'all think? Anybody want to throw out your, your thoughts on how do you think bad habits change how your brain reacts? Oh, it's like, uh, oh, my name, Chris. Uh, it's like somebody like, not keep it like as a kid like growing up as a kid let's say if i don't clean up my room i'm used to having a habit of not cleaning up my room my brain gonna adjust to like you know adjust and feel so like i'm not gonna feel comfortable around you know i can have like some clothes i can take out my clothes throw it on the floor don't worry about it and that becomes a bad habit so that 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 affects your triggers your brain instead of me just throwing it in the dirty hamper or just washing it or just throwing cleaning up behind myself or you know something like that that's just an example i'm not, I'm not dirty enough i'm just saying oh, that's, that, that's cool you, you you good you don't have to get a disclaimer ain't nobody coming to you we're not gonna send hoarders to your house but <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say something ways yes yes I, I i forgot my mic was off mute i was gonna type it but i was gonna say maybe it changes your decision making process then oh that's really good right and, and so we realized right that our brain is a supercomputer, right? And so, and so in your supercomputer, right, we have something that's like on your computer, if you use a computer laptop, you have something that's called hardware and something that's called software, right? And so we know part of our computers that we use, the hardware is like the mouse, right? That may be on there, it's the keyboard. And so no matter, you might not like the letter A by the letter Q, but unless you're gonna pull it up, or whatever and just have a missing letter, you cannot change the layout of the keyboard. And so part in our life, so what is hardware in our life? Genetics is hardware. You can't change your genetics. Your, your mama is your mama, your daddy is your daddy. That's just kind of what that, what that is, no matter whether you like that or not. And the reality is a lot of times we spend time trying to change something we can't change. You can't change your DNA, right? But what you can do is you can change the software that you install in your life. And some of us, as you were growing up, you already started having people in your life. They already started downloading and installing things in your life. But when you become an adult, guess what? You get to uninstall some things and reinstall some things, you know, too in your life. And so that's what we're talking about when it comes to habits. Some of our habits, why they affect the way our brain reacts is because some of that software that was put in our life needs to be uninstalled. You don't even use it anyway. So why, why do I even still have it, you know, here operating in my life and it's not even, you know, even helping me, right? And then we have another part of 
our computer we often don't think about, but it's called the battery, right? You use the same thing for your phone. Think about how many of y'all let y'all battery go? I don't know. You know, I think the blessed people of God have an iPhone, but just in case some of y'all need deliverance on tonight and y'all got Androids, there is still room at the cross. Norman's cutting up, but, <laughs> but how many of you let your phone get to the point where it's about to die? How, how many of y'all let y'all phones die? I do, Alice. Okay. Kaya okay. <laughs> say she let her phone get to dead. Anybody else? Y'all do y'all let y'all phone go to it? Oh, let it die before. Not paying attention. Okay, but it wasn't intentional, right? And, and, and so you and listen to me on the iPhone, at least I can't speak for Android users. That's not my portion. But for, on Apple phones, <laughs> we have something where it tells you it's almost like the traffic lights, right? It's green, yellow, and red. So on there, on my phone, as long as it's at a certain percentage, it's going to remain green. But after it gets to a point of me using it, for it's going to go to yellow. It'll tell me, hey, you want a 20%. So now I know I'm operating with 20%. Then it'll go to 10%, and that's in the red. So when I see that, that's alerting me that I need to charge it up. So why am I telling you that? That's the same thing in your life. Do you know what things drain your battery? Do you know what things recharge your battery? Do you know when you need to plug in? Do you know when you need to unplug? All of this is connected to habits. Even though we don't think of someone saying, well, if I just keep doing this and doing this, maybe the reason that you're drained is that you just keep going and going and you never stop to plug, plug in. Or maybe the reason is, is because you never unplug, right? And so this, I'm just going to throw this out. It has nothing to do with nothing other than I think it's helpful for somebody. Everybody is not your assignment. Everybody's problems are not yours, right? And so that becomes important because sometimes we can pick up other people's bad habits because we don't have proper boundaries. So that's another thing that becomes important in our life when we're talking about changing these things. And hear me tell you, when you want to start doing something different, People not going to like it, but it's needed anyway. So like I said before, it takes 21 days to change a habit, 90 days for it to be a permanent lifestyle. So I want us to take a few moments, if we can, you know, we're going to have some silence on it. It may be a little awkward when people start watching it, you know, later. But I want everyone to take at least about, we'll just say, uh, I don't know, what about like 30 seconds? I was going to give y'all a minute. But I want y'all to take at least 30 seconds and think about this activity. Oh, what habit would you like to change? What in your life needs to be different? I want you to think about that. Like, I really want you to be intentional about that. I don't want us just to come to get information. I want us to also be able to use implementation. What in your life do you really need to change? Or what do you want to change? You know, Alice, um, let me insert this right here um, while, while everybody's doing that. You're talking about the, the battery and you said, you know, with asking if we let it go down. What I was going to say, a lot of times it's good to let your battery go down because it resets the phone. Right. Sometimes we go with our phone and we, we never turn it off. It's like a computer. When that computer needs to reset, you it has to reset the whole thing. It shuts it down. So it's good to let it drain out completely. So it can wipe out all of that bad stuff. Go ahead. I just want to add yeah, that. Well, sometimes, but what, but what Kaya is talking about, Tudo, to me, also deals with when you have to be forced to let it do it. Because you can also choose to turn it off 
throughout the day and let it recharge itself too. You don't have to let it get to that point. And I've learned in my life, which is a, a bad habit of mine, I will keep going until I can't go anymore. And you don't want to be in a place that you are made to sit down. Like you don't want to be in a place that you don't have no other choice but to depend on other people, but to do something, you know, different. So, so for sure, sis, I agree that you do need to let your, 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 sometimes you need to power off and power back on. But when you're, when you're forced to do it, sometimes that can create a whole lot of empty space. I'm in a whole lot of, I don't want to say empty space, but that can really be tough, you know, right? You know, you know, for you too. But sometimes that's what people need. And sometimes you don't know it until you, until you know it, right? So um, I see some comments in, in, in the chat um, that says, somebody say, Amy, I'm judging. Who are we talking about? Oh, putting the clothes in the closet <laughs> right out of the dryer. Listen, Amy, I'm with you. I got clothes. Y'all can't see them on my, on both of my sofas. And I'm all right with that and some in the dryer. And I'm okay with that too. And so, um, <laughs> so listen, wow. I'm about to be like Tupac. Only God can judge me. Are you heard? So, <laughs> but anyway, hey, go ahead, sweetie. Yes, it's one thing you were saying was real true. Like your computer is a your uh, brain is a computer, and what you put in. God tells us what you what you see and hear is is that's that bad software in your brain and stuff like that. So how much you watch TV? What are you reading? What are you looking at? Who are you around? That's putting this information in you that's gonna keep you going on those bad habits. And sometimes you need to break those and change those so you can stop doing those bad habits. That's that's good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, for sure. And, and part of that too, like on even like the word of God, when the Bible tells us to renew our mind daily, that's that soft reset. That's that turning it on, turn, turn it off and turning it, you know, turning it back on, which we all need, right? And the Bible says do it daily, you know, right? And so when you, when you think about what that looks like, it allows you in a sense to get reprogrammed. It allows, because believe it or not, the Lord created us and how he created us, he already, our brain was created to heal itself. I'm going to say that again. Your brain was created to heal itself. One of the ways your brain heals itself is through sleep. That's why the devil tries to attack so many people through their sleep. Because if I can get you not to sleep, I can interrupt that integration that needs to happen in your life for you to get that reprogramming, that answer that you need it. So some people are like, I don't understand why, because when you're sleeping at night, your mind will begin to solve problems that it had throughout that day. That's why you hear people say, I need to sleep on it. That's why, because when you go to sleep, you're less likely to fight against it too, right? And so some stuff the Lord want to do for us while we up, we'll push back too much. But when you go to sleep, Oh, listen, you in that thing. So you don't know what's going on. So he can move this piece around, move that piece around, put that furniture over there, put them blinds up. You get the next thing, you're like, oh, who cleaned up this house? You didn't, right? But, <laughs> but, but that is part of knowing that for yourself. And that's why sleep is so important. People say, oh, I don't need that much sleep. The devil is a lie. You need to get adequate sleep, whatever that may look like, depending on, right, your, your age, because that allows time for your brain to to reset. And so listen, the average person, well, most of us, we have an average of about mm, 60,000 thoughts a day. That average is somewhere, you know, in a sense in a month's time, that's about a million thoughts we'll have in a month. If you don't allow yourself to renew your mind and to reset, 
think about that. And most of those thoughts are automatic. That means you're not even thinking about them, but they just kind of just like pop up. That's why we have to be intentional about them. And sometimes a habit that some people have is negative thinking. And so you have to be intentional about what you want to do with those, with those thoughts, you know, right? So let me, let me see these other comments in the chat right quick. Lasagna say, get up two hours before work um, in the morning. Uh, Reed says, washing the dishes every night before bed. My mama taught me to be better than that. Listen, let me tell you something. My mama couldn't visit. She'd be about to stroke out. Cause listen, I, I'll leave the food out. I won't put it up. Listen, I'm telling y'all, it's just terrible. And I'm, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> listen, I go to a restaurant. I'll take the leftovers and then throw the leftovers in the trash next day. Listen, I'm all this is really true. I won't wash the dishes. Like my mama asked, I didn't raise you like that. Mama, you didn't. This is not a testament of your upbringing. This is called a choice that I have made. All right, mama. I'll be trying to set her free, but she don't, she don't listen to it. But when I go to her house, she said, for me and my house, we're going to have clean dishes. <laughs> so I got to wash them dishes if I go see my mama. But in my house, it's okay. Brit uh, Brittany says, sometimes you got to do better um, a master reset on your phone to clear the whole thing out and start a new for sure. For sure. But let me tell y'all something. I be hating to lose my information. That's why y'all got to get with this iPhone because let me tell you something. iPhones are backing up to the cloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you. So when you think it's lost, what is lost ain't lost. You better tell the Lord, thank you. But anyways, that's some good, good comments. So how do we build good habits with this 2190 uh, day rule? Well, the first thing is to pray and meditate. Ask the Lord, Lord, what in my life I do I need to do different? What, what, and I, and I mean, honestly, like, because to pray right to me, it's just having a conversation, you know, you know, with him, like you would have with, with someone else that you were, you know, talking to It's like, Hey Lord, like, like what's up? And however you would talk to a friend, you know, I, I, you can talk to God like that too. And, and actually think about that because you think, you know, what needs to be changed and you might, and that might not even be some God want to change in your life. But the first thing is when it comes to building good habits is to seek the maker. Right, Lord, when you made me, you had a design in mind. When you made me, you had a purpose in mind. When you made me, you had a plan in mind. So what does that look like for me? Lord, show me the habits in my life. Because sometimes we can have good habits that actually may not be godly habits. We don't have time to talk about that tonight because that's not our topic. But all good habits ain't godly habits. And so that's why you want to see God and ask him, what are godly habits that you would have? Because godly habits are good habits, but all good habits are not godly habits, all right? The next one is number two. See guidance and wisdom, right? Wise counsel. The Bible says that there is safety in a multitude of counsel. Ask the people in your life that know you, hey, what do you recognize about me that I might can, I can do a little different? And let me tell you, so when you ask people that, be open to what people say. Don't be trying to say, no, nah, you don't even know me. Don't be trying to go back and forth. No, well, you need to change this. That ain't what you're there for. So when you asking people be open to receiving what that person has to say, then you can take that back to God. Hey, like, Lord, they telling me, you know, I need to change this. Hey, you know, is that something that you think that, that I need to do? And, and I'm talking like trusted people, you know, in your life. So seeking wise counsel on habits that you need to change. Set realistic goals. Right in the counseling world, we use SMART goals, right? And the S stands for specific, M is for measurable, A is for 
um, achievable, R is for realistic, and T is for, for time. And so whenever you're, when you're actually making habits, part of that is making you goals, but be realistic, right? And then make you a checklist, you know, right? Like, what am I going to do now? So I've I got my goals. I, I done prayed. I done saw wise counsel. I done set my goals. I done made my checklist. The next thing you need to do is create your story lineup. Who's going to be your five people you're going to start? Everybody needs accountability in their life. Who is going to be your starting five? That means everybody can't be in the game. And you need to know when you need to sub people in you, right? Because some people can be your starting five, but they might get tired. They might need a break. They might need a breather. They might need some water or something, right? They need to go to the, to the sideline. So, so who, are the, who is your accountability crew? Who are people that can dig up in your behind and tell you what you need to hear? And you're like, you know what? You sure all right. You know, who, who are those people, right? Because a lot of us like to surround ourselves with yes people. But let me tell you something. Yes people in your life don't grow you. You need people in your life that's not afraid to tell you the truth. And if you surround yourself with people who are afraid to tell you the truth, I'm sorry to tell you, you need to really have a different circle of people that's in your life. Because if you don't, it limits your growth. It limits where I think the Lord wants to, um, to, to take you. The next one is focus, right? When, 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 and when I mean focus, I mean like laser, laser focus on that thing. And whenever you focus, be committed. The reality is most of us live uncommitted lives. We do something for like about mm, a few days. Like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't do nothing. I'm going to do, do something else. And then you do something else. So part of it is focus and committing. And then the last one for sure is never give up, right? That we understand that change is not easy, but you can change though. And if you keep persevering, if you keep on pushing, you will begin to see uh, what that is. And so I don't know if y'all follow her, if you know, Dr. Caroline Lee, she's a neuro um, scientist. If you don't, she has a podcast, she has books. Listen, lady is dope. I've been following her and reading her books for, for a few years now. And so she has some information I think that's really um, helpful. And she also uses a biblical approach. So when she's talking about changing your mind, changing your, changing your thoughts, she often uses a lot of um, scriptures, you know, to support it. Some of this we've already um, talked about. But Dr. Caroline um, Lee says how to get practical. Like, how do we break bad habits? The first thing she says is to accept it takes time. That's just off top. Give yourself grace to know it takes grace to run a race. It doesn't take speed. It takes grace, right? And so give yourself grace for what you need to do. And so she calls it a time mindset, right? And mindsets, right? Normally you have a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, right? And then she had hers as a time mindset, giving yourself time to start to change your patterns of thinking right because that's really what it boils down to most people with depending on what their habits are a lot of that is with your pattern of thinking right and so she talks about breaking it down and then how to rebuild it back up number two she says tune in to yourself when you make a mistake are you aware when you make mistakes do you call it something else other than a mistake the next one beware of triggers that becomes right important and create an action plan for what you're going to do the next time, right? So it's a difference in being responsive and being reactive. So what, so what she's saying on number three is you need to have a responsive plan on what you want to do. So instead of making that same mistake again, make a plan for what you're going to do different. Hey, I went out and poured it all night. 
long and I struggled Monday morning getting to work. Matter of fact, I was late, you know, getting to work and I almost, you know, got, you know, got in trouble with the, with the boss. Okay. Maybe that was a mistake, poor choice, whatever you want to call it, but I'm going to make a plan for next time. You know, next time I'm not going to go out on Sunday. I'm going to go out on Saturday. That is kind of in a sense, in the context of, of what she's actually, you know, talking about. And this requires a lot of deliberate and intentional thinking. What am I going to do different? Number four, keep your journal. Keep your journal. Take notes of, take notes of what, what the causes are. Take notes of your triggers. Take notes of how often you make the mistake. Pay attention to your own patterns. Do you know your patterns of thinking? Do you know your own patterns of behavior? The reason why that's important to know, let me tell you something. Every pattern don't look good on people. Some people can rock play it. Some other people, listen, that's not all right. Some people look good in polka dot. Some people, they don't, right? So you need to know what your patterns are so you can know, hey, this looks good on me. This does not, this does not look good on me. So you can know how to be proactive so you can work to fix it, right? And so the next one, number five, is understand why change is important. The reason you're changing is because it's life-changing. The reason that you're changing is because it's life-changing. And sometimes the reason why we don't get the maximum out of what we were created to do is because we're not doing what we need to do, right? And let me tell you something. You cannot go to the store and get another body. You can't say, hey, you know what? After you done tore this body down, it's, it's nothing else you can do. You only get one body. You only get one life. And that's why it becomes important for us to take uh, care of it, right? This is a great book. So I got, that's a, that's a book recommendation um, for you all. The seven, the seven habits of a highly effective, of highly effective people uh, by Stephen Covey. If you do not have this book, I would encourage you to get this book, read this book, meditate, allow it to sink into your spirit. Let it bless your life. I'm going to give you the top habits that he says. I'm just going to highlight them. I pray that you will take the time and invest in yourself and actually getting them. The book has been around for for a minute and it's hit several copies of, of actually what is, um, of what is happening. Um, and so these are the seven habits that, um, Stephen Covey says, the first one is be proactive. You're in charge. If your life sucks, who you think gonna change it? We can sit up here and we can say it's everybody else's fault, but at some point it becomes your responsibility to do something right. We understand some of the things in your life you might be in cause, but you're responsible for changing. So yes, you can say mama did this, daddy did, you know this, but when you're going to take responsibility and do something about it, or you're going to keep letting that be the reason you're doing, you know, what you're doing, you know, for your, in your, in your life, right? So focus number one, habit number one says focus and act on what you can control, influence, can control and influence and what you cannot. A lot of times we try to control the uncontrollable. So the first habit is, do you know what you can control? Do you know what you can influence? Focus on, on that. Then number two, begin with the end in mind. Have a plan. Define clear measures of success and what your plan is to achieve them, right? Habit number three, put first things first. Work first, then play later. Do you know how to prioritize those things that are important to you? in your life? Or are you constantly reacting to things that's going on around you? Habit number four, think win-win. Everybody can win. Collaborative relationships 
um, are really important and, and highly effective ones, you know, be a high trust relationship. Do you have people in your life that's pushing you to our growth? Do you have people in your life that are encouraging you to change that are challenging, you know, you to, to be different, to show up different, you know, too, that becomes important for yourself when it comes to, you know, um, changing your habits. The other three, seek first to understand, then be understood. We often hear that in other areas, but it applies too, and this way too. So when you think about that, seek first to understand, then be understood. That means listen before you talk, right? I think it's a scripture in James that says, you know what, he gave us, you know, two ears, and well, they don't say two ears and one mouth, but you know, he gave us two ears to hear and one mouth to talk, right? And so we need to, in a sense, listen more and talk less. Right. And, and so part of that is knowing that. So you need to listen before you talk. So most of the time we want people to understand us. But do you first seek to do you seek to understand other people? You know, right. For, for your for yourself. Right. So seek first to understand, then to be understood. Listen more than you talk. Let me tell you something. This will bless your life in conversations. This will bless your life in relationships with people, because a lot of times people what people are telling you, they're not seeing in words. And that's why it becomes important, but you're going to miss something. If you're talking, you're going to miss what they're really showing you, right? So influence others by developing a deep understanding of needs and perspectives. Number six, habit number six is synergize. Together is better. Developing innovative solutions that leverages differences in, to satisfy the stakeholders. And number seven is to sharpen the saw. Balance feels best, right? And so when I think of balance, I don't, I don't think of balance as being even, for me, balance means harmony. To me, balance means, to me, balance is like that song and dance, like it just moves and it goes together, you know, right? So, so, so what is your song? What, what is your, what is, what is your dance, right? What is your, what, what is your balance? What, what is that harmony, you know, for you? And so creating that becomes important. Motivation, energy, work-life balance, taking time to renew, all of those things become important you know, right, if you want to be in a highly effective person. Does any one of those habits stand out to you, one over another? Y'all listen today, all right, okay. So my habits, it's time to start a new habit. So, and Amy actually put in the chat too, yes, you can listen to it on Audible too, it's an audio book, she's on YouTube as well. So if some of you would rather him talk to you or someone read it to you, just as, um, as well too. I would just put this plug in here. I have to really be sitting down when I'm listening to a book because if I'm up moving around, let me tell y'all something. I'll be like, listen, especially when I read on that Bible app, when they be reading to me, I have to literally read the same passage five times. I'm like, now I know they said, but what they say? And listen to me. So I have to be able to be focused. If I'm trying to move around, listen, you just lost me. I really have to sit down and pay attention to what's happening. And then I like to take notes uh, too. So whatever that is for you, and you might not be like, you know, myself, but that is really a great book. Uh, Tree, he has other books too, but I would really encourage y'all to, to get that book for yourself. So I wanna talk real quick. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, habit stacking. So what is habit stacking? Habit stacking is the art of combining your current habit with a new one you wanna start. Right. And so it's so essentially you take a habit that you're already doing and you pair it with something that you want to do. So what's a habit? I hope that all of y'all are doing is brushing your teeth in the morning. Okay, yes. 
Okay, you don't be, don't be, don't, don't be out here trying to serve God with a hot mouth. That is not okay. Okay, that's that's not that is that is ungodly and uncalled for. So whenever you get up in the morning and brush your teeth, that's a habit, right? That you already do. I hope wash your face, like you know what I'm saying, just some current habits, you know, that, that you already have. So you will pair another habit you want to start. So after I brush my teeth. Then I will do five jumping jacks. After I brush my teeth, I'll drink a cup of water. So you're stacking a habit that you're already doing with a habit that you want to begin to start. So it's just a process of you attaching a new desired habit to an existing one to start taking advantage of the things that you automatically do. So part of it is, hey, if I, if I automatically do this, Hey, before you eat lunch, so like taking things that you already do and just adding to them. So these are some examples of what this looks like. A current habit could be waking up. So when you wake up, what can you stack with it? I'm gonna drink a glass of water. So what can you do for that? Because actually water, when you drink, when you get up in the morning and drink water, it starts allowing your, in a sense, your, your, your blood to wake up, your body to wake up. And so drinking a glass, 16 ounces, of water in the morning is really helpful. So I will say, hey, keep a bottle of water, you know, by your bed. But first thing when you wake up, hey, before I check my phone, before I get on a computer, before I do anything, get you a glass of water, right? And so for some people, it just helps to have it by the bed. But if that's not what you want to do, you know, that, that's okay too. Another one, some people like to drink coffee in the morning. So what can you stack with it? Hey, while I'm, while I'm brewing my coffee, I can prepare three healthy snacks or lunch. So that's stacking the habit. Brushing your teeth, what can you do? After I brush my teeth, I'm going to do some squats. At work, right, for lunch, I can walk outside or I can eat some protein. So these are habits. So you see, these are things that you're already doing and you're just stacking it with a habit that you want to begin. On your way home, go to the grocery store or go to the gym. You're already doing it. You're just stacking another habit on, on top of it. So you see bedtime. So you're going to do that anyway. So what can I do? I can plan my meals for the next day or reflect. So that's kind of in a sense that that can also help us to begin to have more healthier habits is stacking them on what you already do. So think about something that you already do and think about what you can do to stack on top um, of, that, of that habit. So this is an example of a habit tracker. And so what you can do is, is that you can actually, I think, go online and um, and, and get this, but if not, I can send a copy to Kaya if, if she wants to disperse, if anybody wants it. But you list the habit below, and then you see the 21 days on here, right? And so if you do it, then you will, you will, you will put a check there, right? And, then it, and, and so that's how you can keep track, you know, for yourself. And so if you look down at the bottom, you want to ask yourself, why are these habits important to me? So not just I'm doing it to do it, you want to identify for yourself, why am I doing this? You know, right? And I would say start out small so you don't overwhelm yourself. So maybe pick maybe like two or three. You might even want to just pick one, right? Because one habit to try to do one change habit for 21 days, 63 days and 90 days, it could take a minute. So start somewhere, right? In, in a sense of, so maybe if you don't drink a lot of water, start with that your 21 days. Hey, I'm going to drink three bottles of water a day. I know, I know, I know people say 64 ounces, but now they say whatever is half your weight or whatever, I can get all that. But you have to start so you can build up to, to whatever that is that you need to do. And so change ahead. So you see this on, on the screen. It says this, realize your impact and go for change. 
we can't uh, we can't just brush off our bad habits and mistakes. So it's not one of those things you like, oh, okay, I'm just not gonna do that anymore. No, you have to be intentional about change. You have to be intentional about these habits that you want to create. When we need to decide to become very aware of the things that we're saying, that's another big part, right? Most of the things in our life are mental. Paying attention to what you're saying is very important. If you're trying to change a habit, but you're talking negative about it, guess what you just did? You just canceled out the change. So part of that for yourself is you wanna, you wanna pay attention to what you're saying, how, how you talking, what, what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying um, to other people um, you know, around you about what you're doing, you know, and, and, and listen, it's important to have people around you who want to change too. If you're going to still hang around people doing the same thing, let me tell you something, it's going to be hard for you to do different. If you're trying to cut back on certain things, maybe you can't go out to the restaurant with your friends all the time. You might say, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to miss this one or plan ahead. Look at the menu so you can know what you want to order on it. So you just don't go to the restaurant and just order something. And you're like, you know what? That's not even what I was I was meaning to do. So part of it is knowing, hey, you know, change is ahead. So part of that is knowing that, right? The change is important um, for, for you. So um, C.S. Lewis says this, you cannot go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. So I wanna encourage you as you begin to embrace this journey of, of habit changing, habit forming and adopting more healthier habits. And let me tell you something, Everybody is different. So what works for one person might not work for you, but you need to find out what works for you. You know what habits you have. You know what habits are good. You know what habits are not so good, right? You know what habits are godly. You know what habits are ungodly. You, we ain't, ain't got to talk about the, we ain't got to go through all that because I'm not trying to get in your business on, you know, on tonight. But part of that is knowing for yourself Whatever that is, and saying, "Hey, you know what? From this day forward, I don't even care what you did today. You might didn't eat well. You might didn't drink your water. You might didn't do it. But guess what? Right now, when we get off this call, you can go get you a bottle of water. Right now, when we get off this call, you can go put you a piece of baked chicken, right? <laughs> put you some chicken in the You can eat you some vegetables. You can get up right now and do five squats. You can you can do five lunges. You can go outside and walk two minutes, right? And so my hope is to encourage you." to start, right? But just not to start, because people say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And so be it, put people around you that want to work on changing too, right? Because then in turn, that helps you change and helps you, um, you know, be different too. And so I just want to say, you know, I think that that's it. So I really appreciate your time and I open it up and then I turn it back over uh, to Kaya. Alice, have you heard a book called The Compound Effect? No, I haven't. Who's the author? Um, I have to look it up. I'll look up where I'm on here. Um, the thing about it, what he says there is like when you change in different stuff you're doing. So if you want to go to the gym, instead of just going to the gym and working two hours out of the gym, start out developing that habit going to the gym and going there and work out five minutes. Then your next week, you work out 10 minutes, then build it up to there. Or some people find out when they go to the gym, try to work out two hours, they get burned out. So the compound effect is everything you do changes. Like when I teach, talk to my clients about uh, setting goals and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you want a, uh, a blue Mercedes Benz, whatever like this. So I want a blue Mercedes Benz and I want it to cost $10,000 and I want it in the next year. Well, the compound effect kind of tells you that, okay, don't focus on the blue Mercedes Benz. What'd you do before you get the blue Mercedes Benz? I went and found a dealership that had a car. What did I do before then? 
I went and found um, uh, the money for it. What I do for this, I budget myself so I can have the money for this. What I do this, I create a budget. So now you focus on creating a budget. Don't focus on the Mercedes Benz. Once you create a budget, you focus on getting the money. And that's kind of what you're saying with the habits. You want to create the habits. Try not to drink all the water one time. Start just getting the habit of uh, waking up and drinking one bottle of water. Then drink a bottle of lunch. And you start doing those slow changes. Then you can bound up to where uh, you can do more. That's good. Thank you for sharing that, that Mr. Stone. I'm going to look, I'm gonna have to look into that because what he was saying, too, I think is really important. That's why sometimes we don't make it to the 21 days is because we try to come out the blocks already running fast. Let me tell you something. You're going to give out. Like, if you're trying to listen to me, like I never did cross country. Listen, my hat goes off to cross country runners. I have always been amazed. I'm like, these people just going to sit up here and run 800. And I'm saying 800 minutes to me, that's that's long. I know for some of y'all, listen, eight, eight, look, eight, listen, eight steps can be hard sometimes, you know what I'm <laughs> But nonetheless, when I see cross country runners, I am amazed. The one thing I learned about them in school is they have endurance and they have pace. And so I want to throw it into what um what Mr. Mr. Stewart was saying. It becomes important for you to know your pace and your space. Everybody pace is different, right? And so you have to know even with marathon runners, I ain't ever seen a marathon runner in joggers. I ain't never seen a marathon runner in a hoodie. What do they normally wear? They wear light clothes because clothes can weigh you down. So maybe some of the stuff you do in your life is weighing you down, that's keeping you from running the race. And marathon runners, they have people pass them by all the time. You thank you for, for the author too, uh, Mr. J Mrs. James. But part of that is knowing for you when it comes to for yourself, is paying attention to you. What do you need? Do you know yourself? Do you know you know what you need and pace yourself? This this ain't a 50 yard sprint. This is life, life really is a marathon. And those that get to the end pace themselves. Those that get to the end take water breaks. Those that get to the end practice breathing, because that's a big part of being able to run a long time is regulating your breathing. All of those things become important, right? And the main thing is your focus ain't on the people, your focus is the finish line. And so oftentimes you can get distracted on people and people will have you missing the finish line, right? And so at the end of the day, I don't know if people really run a marathon to be first. I think a lot of people run a marathon to be, to say that they did it, right? And that's one of those things to be able to say 26.2 miles, listen, hats off all day long, every day. But that, but that says something about discipline, right? Which is a whole nother piece of it when we talk about habit forming is being committed and being disciplined to making those necessary changes in your life for you to be able to live this life that you was called to live, right? Because God says, I want y'all to have abundant life. Go ahead, Mr. West. I see your hand up. So I'm going to just be transparent. I have a terrible sweet tooth. Um, it's, it's, it's bad, you know? So I, um, I have to look for ways to, uh, to get around it and, um, and just not because it's, it's counterproductive to my, my workout schedule and, you know, because you can't out train a bad diet, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so what I did was I started substituting, you know, those salted caramel cookies for a protein shake, you know, a sweet protein shake. So I would still be getting my protein, but I would, you know, have my, my, um, my, my, the, the sweetness, you know, um, appeased. So, um, you know, those little substitutes have helped me along the way. Um, 
but I don't beat myself up if I if I if I um you know if I do have a salted caramel cookie. You know what I mean? Um, but I just don't stay there and eat six of them. I'll eat one or two, you know, and then and then I I go with, back without them. You know what I'm saying? And so um so it, it's uh it's it's the substituting and then um just not being so judgmental on yourself a lot of times when you mess up because it's hard out here to break these habits like i don't think people really think about sugar as an addiction you know what i'm saying or caffeine or you know those little things that we don't really think about but mm -hmm. for me that's a habit that i definitely 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 had to break and and eating fast food god so i just started cooking i got an avocado sitting right here my god won't he do it um, so y'all pray for me in that area that I grow stronger than the Lord. Amen. You better come on. Listen, I, I love it, sir. Come on, Avocado. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, come goodness. on. <laughs> it, it bless your life. I know you're right. It will bless your life. Listen, that's my little brother. Y'all keep him in your press. Put him on your sick and shut <laughs> list. No, I'm just cutting up. But he good, good. But let me tell you, Wes, like I saw Relay likes. Listen to me. That is that is my kryptonite. Sweets is it. Let me tell you something like that. Listen, if it wasn't for Jesus, sweets would send me to hell. I ain't lying to y'all. Because <laughs> when I say love it, like I have a very close relationship with it, but realizing it don't like me as much as I like it. Right. So that's what I'm trying to figure. Like, like you don't you don't return the love all the all the same. You know, but I think it is important, like what's the saying, but that's kind of habit stacking too. He does a protein shake, but it also has you know, some sweetness in it too. So that is an example of some things that, you know, you can do. As a matter of fact, my doctor was telling me, she's like, well, Alice, if you want in chocolate, that's that's my favorite type of, of see, not dark chocolate, milk chocolate, okay? Yeah, I don't do that dark chocolate. But she told me, she said, Alice, just buy you a bag of Hershey Kisses, right? Because I like the ones with the almonds. And she said, because the reality is all you really need is like maybe one or two. Because when you think, she said, you don't really need a whole bar. You know, look at Lasagna. See, see how the devil trying to be busy. She don't put a candy ball. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Now let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. See how you play too much. <laughs> but hear me, hear me, hear me tell you though. And so when she was saying it, like it really is true though, like real talk. That because at the end of the day, you don't need all like, but you make yourself think that you do because it really is mental. But like Wes was saying, you have to plan because if you plan, if you fail to plan, if you, I think it's if you plan to fail, you fail to plan or whichever way it goes, but you have to know that. Like right now, I really need to just get in, because when I don't have sweets in my house, I'm good, because I ain't got any, but, but, but part of it is really cleaning out your pantry, right, the foods that you have, because at the end of the day, if there's some cookies in there, it's because I brought them. The cookie monster didn't drop them off for me. Like, right, I wouldn't pick them up <laughs> myself, so part of that is knowing that for you, or you setting yourself up to fail. Or you sabotaging your own work, you know, right? And so that was really good, Wes. I do appreciate, you know, you you sharing it. I'm I'm not there yet, but I'm going to work on it. That that is that is my thing right there, because I think if when the Lord helped me with that, and I know He's gonna, I know He's gonna help me. So I appreciate I appreciate you sharing. You have to tell me what that protein shake is. I ain't found one yet that I like. So you have to send that one to me, whichever one you like. <laughs> but it's I appreciate it. cream. It's bad too. It's bad. Who, who, who the maker of it? I, I'll tell you, I don't want to give nobody no, uh, no, uh, listen, look, put it, send me, a, send me a private message. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. Send me a right. I will. I will. But All no, right. I found a scripture that said, don't eat too much honey. 
and that convicted me. It was a scripture. I think it was in Proverbs. Y'all got to pray for me. Um, but yeah, it was in Proverbs. It was like, don't eat too much honey. And I was like, wow. You know, and it, it just uh, it just resonated with me. I said, I got to change this right here. So yeah. Yeah, the Lord and he'll send you a message in the weirdest kind of way. Everything that we really need is in that book, you know? Yes, you real talk. And, and that moderation, right, becomes, you know, important too. And that fasting and praying, that's another that's another piece of it, right? Because even though we, in a sense, physically detox, and we also need to mental and emotionally detox, you know, too, you know, off of things. And so we can, and you feel different, right? Your body just responds differently to energy, your thought processes, your interactions, you know, you know, with other people. And so you really do, we owe it to ourselves, right? To take care because we're managers of this body that God gave us and we want to be good examples. Oh, I didn't know my daddy was on here. Hey, daddy. Uh, <laughs> and, and so and so part of that is just knowing that and just taking care, taking care of yourself. And just like Wes said, make small changes. And like Mr. James said, and just build on, build on it. You don't have to go out there and run 30 minutes. Just, just walk to the stop sign and come back home and celebrate, celebrate that. You know, right? Celebrate that you're not gonna see. You look in the mirror. Let me tell you something. I will go to the gym and work out, and I will come home like, "Well, I ain't lost no weight, ma'am," because it's gonna take a minute. Like you, you worked out for thirty minutes, and you sit up here thinking you done lost three pounds. I'm gonna need you to keep working at it, right? But you will see results if you keep working, because consistency is really part of it. That's where that 21, 63, 90 days, you know, coming. But I hope y'all were blessed and encouraged in some kind of way and challenged to make some differences in your life and hopefully you'll be able to come back on here one day and give some testimonies of the difference that um it has made in your life so kaya is the floor is yours honey thank you miss alice what a great presentation that that uh you just gave us all of the information was very impactful and very powerful i, I think the biggest thing that really stuck out to me what is the discipline part you know because i think all of us have attempted to adjust and change habits and take out this, that, and other. But I think what we fall off is we try to change too much at one time. You may have about five habits that, that need to be broken, but I've learned when, when you begin to change all five of them at one time, you get overwhelmed. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times when we get overwhelmed, we shut down. You know, so what I've had to do was start to scale back and do one at a time, you know, do it in, in the increments that it needs to be done. I may can't do it all, like you say, in one day. It may take me a month or whatever. Once I get that one under control, then I can add the next one uh, with it. But the thing about it is with the first one that you try to get under control, you're creating a system. So sometimes you can take that same system and incorporate it into the next habit and it becomes easier uh, to, to you. So definitely, we thank you for the information on this evening. I want to open the floor up. Does anyone have anything that they want to say this evening? Thank you all for being active in the chat box. Does anyone else have anything they want to say before we close it down? If not, we're always coming with some type of information, encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment that will help you to shift your mindset in order to provoke change, you know. So I pray that something was said this evening that a nugget was dropped that you could take with you and, and it began to do the work. I hope you took notes, you know, and, and go and really sit down and start adjusting some things in your life, you know, because change only, it begins with us. 
she can talk all she wants, but until we take that and apply it to our life, nothing is going to change. No one around us is going to change us. There has to be something that we want to do. So we have to be intentional and put forth that effort to make it happen. So if if not, Miss uh, Alice, if no one else has anything to say, Miss Alice, will you close us in prayer this evening? Yes, ma'am. Can I? Can I? I'm gonna have Alan do it since he's on here. I'm gonna throw it out to him, A Alan. God bless the people of God with, with a prayer. Hi, uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody on this call. I pray that you, whatever Alice Ward said, God, that you give them word of wisdom. Let them sink it in their mind, God, and let them use it, oh God. I pray even the word she said, have is God. Everybody has got to have it, but we got to use them in the right way, God. So right now, God, we bless your name. We give you all the praise. I even pray for Kaya, God, the lady that hosts this this ministry what she does god because your work what she doing god she having it be done god so right now god i'm asking for everyone on this call that you bless them that you use them in mighty ways that you give them different habits that they need to use god because we asking that we use the right habits even on our diets on our runs even even like mr wesley said god that right now god we could go to the gym do five, 10 minutes, God. We know it takes time to lose weight, God. But right now, God, we ask that you just watch over us and give us that moment of the weight we're trying to use, God, the, the stuff we're trying to do, oh God. So right now, God, I ask that whatever Alice Ward said, that you put it in our hearts, God, and let us reuse that and share it with other people. Let them hear the gospel, what they need to hear, God. So right now, God, we ask in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen. amen, amen. Thank you, sir. We Bless you, Kaya. Good, you. Good, Good to see you, lady. Good to see you. Good to see you. But I won't take them there. <laughs> Good to see you, Alice. Thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, Alice, he, I mean, he definitely connected with you. Y'all got the same type of energy. <laughs> Listen, guys, I want to close you with this. I love you all. And there is nothing that you can do about it. Come back to see us. We got another good treat for you. Y'all have a great evening. Take care.